hear me? I see Ellen, Eileen, Glenn, and Michelle, John and Gloria, Linda, Tom, and Karen. Uh, thank you for being with me today. All right, so we are ready to start a new consultation. And this time we will focus on one of the most important and probably also misunderstood uh, consultation of evil. God, Hashem consulted evil and made Adam. Now, remember, uh, we, uh, our topic is idolatry. Okay? So, we, we are here not to discuss philosophy or, or, or all kind of uh, the essence of evil and so on. What we are discussing, although we will talk about it, but what we are discussing, our topic is to understand how evil can become our, our one of the major idols. Because everything that he consulted with became an, an, a, a potential idol. That's what we talked about, uh, wisdom in science, passion and desire last time. And now we are going to another consultation. As he made us layer by layer, and uh, with this, well, now we're talking about another layer, important layer, which is evil. Now, so what is exactly evil? And if I had time, I would have kind of, uh, hello, Tom and Karen. If I had time, I would really uh, every, have a time to sit in a class, uh, which sometimes I did in, in previous classes here in Lafayette, you sit in front of students and you ask me, give me, give me your, your definition of evil and I can hear all kind of ideas what evil is. Uh, we, don't, we simply don't have time. We have like an hour, I want to focus on, to give you the, the go to the essence of, so, so rather than asking you, each one of you uh, would give me evil. I'm sure that each one of you will have a very interesting, a very thoughtful concept of what evil might be. Uh, but first of all, before we kind of uh, start to indulge or uh, plunge into into the Torah aspect of, of evil, uh, the basic question is, uh, uh, we, we, oh, the basic premise we have to kind of put for, for ourselves is to separate the European imagination of evil from what the Torah is. Evil. You know, the European imagination of evil is like a devil with uh, fiery eyes, uh, uh, horns on his head, a uh, pitchfork on, on his hand, its hand is stand by the fire of hell. You know, we're all familiar with this image of evil, which is usually confused with Satan and demon. All this European imagination, which permeates other religions, European religions, are, are completely strange to Judaism or to the Torah. Torah, because Torah, in, in our concept of oneness, there is no force that uh, beyond the reach of, of uh, of, of Hashem. You know, there is no Antichrist, there is no, in Judaism, there is no, the book of Revelation is considered abomination in, in, in the Hebrew tradition. It's not even part of our Bible. And everything it teaches is, is strange to, to, to Torah. 
So there is no anti-something, there is no anti-God, and our concept of evil uh, is completely different. Now, in my experience, I have I had classes, students that really stayed with me for almost two years in a row, and they were kind of studying it. Maybe very devout, actually Christians. And, and uh, we learned they knew their Bible by heart, some of those uh, precious souls. Uh, and they kind of agree with me almost everything I said. Part, this is the, the hardly, hardest nut or obstacle that I have to kind of overcome is when we suddenly reached the, the, the concept of evil, they were, they were, uh, out, of, they, they were out of order. They objected me so fiercely. How can you say that evil or Satan doesn't ex uh, it's, it's not uh, there's no power and uh, and and etc. And and when I when so I thought I told him, you know, you are influenced by European imagination by a certain religion. Fine, uh, I'm not telling I'm not telling you what to believe, but I, you ask me to tell you. What, what the Torah speak for for thousands and thousands of years, what the, what the uh, temple, the priestly temple, and the Jews, what the Ezra and Moses and all this, for, uh, the prophet, what all believe. So the, I'm telling you what is written there in Talmud, what transmitted from generation to generation. If you think about evil as something else, well, it's your problem, it's not mine. Well, I didn't say that that, that way, but it came out this way. This was in short, this was a very obst major obstacle uh, and how to swallow concept what evil is. Now, so this is what I'm kind of trying to, to, to learn today. So, first of all, uh, we come to recognition, uh, all of us, regardless, regardless of all, any definition that you may have, each one of us here in this room, uh, if I ask him what evil is, they all, each one of us will have a different definition, but all of us will agree that evil is something bad in our eyes. And by saying that, which is, a, which is probably the only, only one line that everyone will agree, that it's bad in our eyes, we, all, we already, already recognize that evil is a concept a relative concept, which is a, a, a evil is always in the eyes of someone. We 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 have the the nut feeling, the hunt feeling that this is true. Uh, if some if something bad or evil has happened to me, God forbid, it doesn't necessarily mean or imply that it's also bad for somebody else. Uh, if I'm hurting, it doesn't mean that somebody else is hurting. In fact, sometimes it's the opposite. You know, if I, my business fails, God forbid, well, uh, my competition thrives. <coughs> so if a lion uh, prays, prays on the antelope, well, the antelope thing may think about the lion as an evil thing, but uh, the lion cubs will uh, think about the, the prey uh, the killing is something good because uh, this is the, they meet the need for, to, for survival. So disease is a bacteria. Well, uh, we are suffering from disease, but the bacteria love it. 
and so forth. So the, the question that we arrive automatically, almost intuitively, is uh, evil uh, something objective that God created or, or subjective? Uh, is evil a bad feeling? It, does it hurt? Or is it a concept? A concept. Is it a, a real thing? Does it stand on its own leg? You know, is it something that uh, has a, exist, exists? Or, as many authors may say, including the Rambam, by the way, suggested in, in, in the Perplex, in, in his uh, book for the Perplex, it's not the Alachic Rambam, it's the philosophical Rambam. So, when he, he actually suggests that evil is only a lack of goodness. Uh, is the evil found in nature, is the uh, only concept in our mind, or is it evil in nature? And uh, uh, is it cosmological evil? And one of the questions uh, that can demonstrate, a story that can demonstrate as a prelude to our topic, I kind of brought a real story that I, I, I kind of encountered when I was a medical student or a fellow years ago in Mount Sinai Hospital. So I heard that there was a, a very fa a biological bi professor of biology in Yale that he became very famous among the students. Hundreds of students came to flock, flocking into the, the hall, listening to, to this bi professor of biology. Hundreds. And he was the envy of all his friends, all his uh, uh, teacher, I mean, the, the faculty thing. How come he became so popular? He never wrote anything special, but uh, he was not a very known scientist, but uh, what attracted is a multitude of students who love to, 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 to hear him, that when he was in the, in the middle of the class talking, for instance, about parasites, so he described how parasites took advantage of other animals and cruelty and so on. And then he used to suddenly stand up in the middle of the room, raise his hand in a very dramatic fashion to the sky, and shout, literally shout into the hall, God, how can you allow such monster to exist, the parasite? Where are you? There, are no, there is no morality in nature. There is no morality in the world. It's all fabrication of our mind. There is no God. Uh, the parasite proved me there is no morality. There is no God. Well, when he said that, you can imagine a hundred of his students applauding, standing off a leg. Because, of course, if there is no God, they can go home now and do whatever they want. Tell, tell a student at that age that there is no God. So they love to hear it. Now, of course, uh, we need to ask ourselves the question. The question is, really, where is a, where, how God, the, uh, who created nature, uh, who created evil? Uh, how, how does the Torah look at evil? Who created it? Uh, did God create it and where? Where, where in a story where is the story of, of uh, Genesis uh, that we learned the sixth day, you know, we, we went over almost every verse. Remember, it was the first day, light and matter, the second day, he separated water from above, from below, 
Then the third day, he, he, he planted the seed of life and the vegetation, and really evolution, story of evolution. Uh, and then on the fourth day, suddenly they, they were, I mean, the trees were so tall, now this, something happened and the sun and the moon could be seen on earth as a sign, because before that, the, the cloud covered earth so they couldn't be seen. And then he made the, the fish, and he, because the sun came in, the creature in the sea, and, uh, and then the crocodile, the amphibian, from the, running from the sea to the, to the shore, and from there the, 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 the cattle and the beasts will prey on the cattle and the snakes. And so we learn almost the entire story of creation, almost word by word. We analyze it how many times the name of Elohim appeared, 30 times. We saw that you'd have Afke appear only one time. As a, but as the acronym at the end, remember those our first classes, the basic classes. Uh, but we never found any any mentioning of, of of evil there. Where is evil there? There's no uh, no mentioning of anything in e uh, that uh, sound like evil in the entire story. So who, if there is an evil, who created it? Who is responsible for it? And and what does the Torah think about it? How should we relate to evil? What, what is the function of evil? in the Torah eyes, in the story of Genesis. So this is the question we want to, 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 to understand, all right? So to make things a little easier, I put here in front of you uh, the, 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 the transitional phase between the sixth day on the left and the Sabbath on the right. So this is really the, the, what happened, all the event of the sixth day, from 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 uh, its beginning to the end of when the Saturday, and you can logo vertically, and you see that I mean the first second line, the first line on top. Notice you notice the sixth day on the, on the left, the Sabbath on the right. Elohim controls solely along uh, this, the first part of the sixth day, and then you have Afkay the Sabbath at the end. And as we go vertically from at the beginning on the left, the link even of the chart down there, you see that uh, uh, the day, when the day six dawned, uh, he created the cattle, the beasts, and everything that crawled on the ground. And Elohim, so it says Elohim saw it was good. So at that time, in the middle of the day, he made Elohim as we learn, uh, conducted his first first trial. And he saw that it was good. Then uh, he went on and he consulted. He started the consultation. He said, let us make Adam in our form and our image. Let's just say ne next line. And as we proceed on on the sixth day, uh, after he made Adam, Elohim blessed them. I put it in elevating way, like a step ladder, because humanity climbs here from the sixth day to the Sabbath on the, on the very right. So there are steps we climb. So first of all, he, he made a consultation, let us make Adam. He consulted with many entities, creating 
uh, curating the idolatry trial that we are born to stand and then uh, he blessed them we learned last class last time last class we learned what means blessing blessing you mean he, he laid the foundation the climate when, when, whenever looking bless blessing in the Torah is material thing it, it, it under he he gave us the in the middle of the sixth day he gave us uh, the permission to proliferate, to fill the earth. A meteor came in a way that Elohim, in, in a way that only Elohim can do. A meteor came, killed all the dinosaurs, and a new, a new climatic condition prevailed that we can now be fruitful, multiply, fill, and conquer the earth by our sheer number. And he also remember with, with class time that by putting this horse of be fruitful, the sex drive, he also blessed that be or not only he blessed us be fruitful. It made he made this drive of, of multiplication and uh, and uh, proliferation. Uh, he made it very strong by his blessing. So it was a strong horse, a sexual drive that he put in front of us to, to push us forward. And then if a stronger horse even in front of it, which will rule over the fish and the birds, so that's the, that's the, the drive to rule over, to become king with this part, that, that pull, us, pull us forward more than anything else. The seeking power, we discussed it last time, so here are the two passions and desire that he put in front of us to lead us forward to the Sabbath. But then I continue, if you continue the verse at the end of Genesis 1, he says, and then finally Elohim saw that all, everything that he has created so far, and behold, it was. So here is a comprehensive judgment. Uh, at the beginning of the day, it was just, he, 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 he judged only the thing that he created on that day. Uh, the beast, the cattle, and, and everything that crawl on the ground. Usually, this would whistle, this would have been the end of the day. If the sixth day had been like any other day, it would have been finished at that point. But Elohim did not finish this time. He continued making Adam. He extended the sixth day. <coughs> and he, now, after him, he planned of doing it once he planned, once he made us and he blessed us. Then at the end of the day, Elohim is gonna do, uh, is gonna examine everything that he has created. Means from the day one to now, the universe. This is now the Rosh Hashanah. Every year we we celebrate that comprehensive trial. Rosh Hashanah is the anniversary of the sixth day of creation. Of of that trial, that comprehensive trial when he sits on the throne of justice and, and, and the entire universe, mosquitoes and novas and everything passed before him and he judged their fate to the next, to the, if, they, if, they were, if they will have another year. And, and then as, this, as they, I'm continuing there, we continue with the verse. So Elohim saw that everything that he created and behold it was, now the verdict, very good. The verdict, very good, is a, is a step up because it needs, we need to get there. If Elohim will not be satisfied, they will not be 
uh, issuing the, the verdict of very good, well, it, the, we will not see the Sabbath. So Elohim actually raised his standard. From good now, before all the six days, he wanted the, 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 the universe to be good. Now with us around, he wants to be very good. And then the verse finish, it says, Yom HaShishi, the six days over, we climb up to, to the Sabbath, Yom HaShishi, it's the six days over, and this is Yom HaShishi, Yud-H, Y-H, actually finishes the sixth day, and then the V-H, the next V-H, Vayichulu HaShemayim, and the, this is the story of the Sabbath, that the, the work of the heaven and earth were finished. So VH designates the, the Sabbath itself, and the whole thing, the whole climate, we climb up through the Yud Vav Hey, the uncle name Yud VH. And we spoke about it before, as we, uh, one of our first classes. So here, here are, we are humanity climb up through the ladder from the sixth day to the end of the Sabbath. And there is an enormous verdict, uh, judgment and verdict, uh, which is uh, uh, very good. <coughs> so all this point that I just talked about, uh, 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 I, I, I just put it here at your leisure. You can read it and go over the, what we just said. Now, a point. Look at, uh, as I said, look at how the verdict, very good, connect Elohim with Yud Hevavke. You see, uh, here on the, on the top towards the Sabbath, you see Yud Hevavke on the on the right side, Elohim on the left side, and the very good, the word very good actually connect, connect. Uh, uh, connect the, 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 the Elohim with you have K. So, uh, so if, if, if the universe will be okay, Elohim stay connected to, to you have K. If not, there will be separation of the attribute and chaos, which means we'll never see the Sabbath. Chaos is uh, going back to the beginning. Uh, so something that hold hold the, the may hold the the the, unit, the attribute together is a verdict very good. Only then we can climb. Humanity can climb and enter the Sabbath. Not uh, I said here. Uh, not uh, how Elohim has raised the standard during the sixth day before Adam. He was pleased with good. With the advent of Adam. He's pleased only when the entire creation has excelled and become very good in his eyes. Only then creation will be seen the next day, the reign of mercy, the Sabbath. And now a point. If creation won't excel and won't become very good, let's say, let's go to our diagram, suppose creation uh, or humanity, uh, we, we present, we leave the, we leave the universe, so, so humanity, suppose, uh, we're not getting the very good, uh, the very good verdict in the final judgment. If we don't get it, we will face Yud-Hei, 
Vayechulu, you see the beginning of the Sabbath here, Vayechulu, the word Chulu, Kala, we learn it one of the first classes, Kala means either annihilation, it's double name, double meaning. Kala means a total consumption is fire and, and, and Elohim actually go to ke, de, uh, destroy the whole world like he did many universes before us or Kala is also the bride which is a Sabbath the Sabbath is a bride so that's what we sing in the synagogue when the Sabbath enter go my groom towards my towards your your, your bride that all that's all a hing all this singing and chanting depend on that kala here, the bride, the vayachulu, that's uh, in Hebrew. So that's a keyboard, and there is a judgment here. If you, if you become very good, we will see the bride. If not, we will see kala in the other meaning, total annihilation. Now. Here we come to to the special meaning, and here I want you to concentrate with me, follow me, because we, our topic is evil. And what we just said that the word the word uh, very good carry double message. It, it if you look at it uh, as it stands, very good means excellent, you know, very good. This is the highest standard that the king wants. So if, if Adam is a leader of, as one who rule over creation, as Elohim blessed him, if we lead creation and Elohim is very pleased with us and we get a very good grade, uh, then we move to the Sabbath. That's a good verdict, a good grade. If we fail, then the very good, very good turn into into disaster and actually it's a, it's a bad outcome and here come the insight of the Talmud so the Talmud look at look at this word at the word very good which is a connection between you have Avkeh and, and Hashem Elohim and Hashem and he said and, and Rabbi Resh Lakish is known to say that he said it's a key word. The, when you look in the Hebrew word, Tov uh, Me'od, very good, Tov Me'od, the word Me'od, when you read, when you see it written in a text, it's, it's really very, almost identical to Mavet. Mavet is death. So he says, you know, you can either read it the same word as very good or very death. I mean total annihilation. So he says here, the word very or meod is also read mavet. And mav, what is very good? Mavet, mavet is death, angel of death. Mavet is a sickness, maladies, sorrow, calamities. He quoted, I, I'm just kind of quote what he says. It's all calamities in nature, earthquake, uh, meteor coming, I mean, uh, uh, famines, locust, disease, agony. That's that's uh, in short. This is evil. He says, Ra. 
So the word, the, the, you ask me, you ask them, here is the Talmud telling us, where is the word evil, where, where evil is created, or where, where does it function, right here, right here at the, at the, at the, at the end of the Sabbath, before, before, the, before the Sabbath, when it says very good. Hidden behind very good, hidden behind it, is the concept of evil, which is a total annihilation. So, what about the rabbi, rabbi Resh Lakish knew evil, uh, and, he, what he, and he knew that very good, told me all is not very evil, but what he said, what he actually saying is, that the Torah actually almost shy away from mentioning evil by name. It is in, especially at its inception, the Torah hates so much evil that instead of calling it uh, by name at the time of creation, it kind of hides it behind the word very good. It actually, it places uh, the opposite. The, the, under the opposite, very good lies very bad evil. So the Torah and, and there are many, many examples of that in the Torah, when the Torah shy away from telling you something bad or in the open. So, it's in the line of the Torah, the Torah way of teaching. So, uh, in that case, in that case, the, the evil is also called the other side, the other side of very good. In, in Aramaic, in the Zohar, if you, look, if you happen to sit in, in Kabbalistic uh, scroll out, they will tell, tell about evil as the other sides. In Aramaic, Sitra Achra, uh, the other side of good. So, uh, they kind of, as if they shy, they don't want to mention the, even the evil by name, so they call it the other side. Very commonly uh, found, in, let's say, in, in Chabad teaching, when the rabbis sit there and talk, about evil, he will, never, he will never say evil. He will say sitra acha or the other side, and that's exactly derived, driven from 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 Reish Lakish concept here, from the word of of uh, of uh, the word of uh, Torah uh, says very good. Now, who is Reish Lakish? By the way, Reish Lakish is is uh, one of the giants of, of Judaism. He is the one who helped Rabbi Yochanan uh, to compile the Jerusalem Talmud. So here, talking about the giant and giants of Torah that compiled the Jerusalem Talmud, which consider higher than Babylonian Talmud. So this is this is like almost like Moses in the eyes of, of, of the rabbinical Judaism. So here is a, uh, a scholar, a pillar of, 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 a pillar of, uh, a pillar of, uh, of Torah, by the way, just to give you a pause for a minute, Reish Lakish himself is a, is a fine, is an interesting story. He was a gladiator. He was a, a head of a gang I think they say he was a gladiator, a Jewish gladiator that escaped. He was caught as a child. He was raised as a gladiator, and then he escaped. He joined a group of uh, weak, weak, of evil people who committed a lot of crime. And then one day he met Rabbi Yochanan, and uh, somehow he was attracted to Torah. He, he clinged to Rabbi Yochanan, and he was disciple. He, he, he sat by him like Joshua said by Moses. And he became 
one of the most beloved of, of the disciples of Rabbi Yochanan, he actually uh, married his uh, sister. And they became like brother-in-law. And they compiled the, together the Jerusalem Jerusalem Talmud. And it says, it says on, on, on this Reish Lakish that all his life he repented. Uh, there was not a moment in his life that he did not repent on the evilness that he did as a, as a gladiator. So that's Reish Lakish, interesting figure. And now let's go to our topic back uh, and to the evil. So here, according to the Talmud, and the Talmud only expressed here an old tradition, and they just wrote it down, but it's tradition that came from ancient time that the word very good here designates the, the, the concept of evil. So, is that true? What does it, what, what is the importance of that? What does it tell us about what, it does it tell us anything about evil? This special position or positioning of the concept of evil right there in the world very good between Elohim just before the Sabbath. What does it tell us? Well, let's see what it tells us. First of all, we should note that uh, evil or very good appeared just before the acronym Yud Hevavke. So let's go it again. Here, very good. And after that, as we climb toward the Sabbath, right there, see the acronym after it. So if you remember our story from Noah Ark, and, and Noah Ark, Noah Ark is the Sabbath. And it says, you have Afke shut the door for Elohim. So he stood by the door and he, he condemned all the evil people, the wicked people, to, to be washed away from the flood. So here is, here is exactly the same thing. You have Afke standing on front of the Sabbath in the door because you see, you have protrude into, this, into the Friday. Because officially only the VH start the Sabbath. Because uh, you, the first YH, Yom HaShishi, is the end of the sixth day. It says Yom HaShishi, and it was evening, it was morning. Yeah, it was evening, it was morning. Yom HaShishi, that's the, that's the end. YH is the official end of the sixth day. So the YH is a, is is you have K guarding standing in front of the door making sure that the evil will not enter the Sabbath so this is exactly the same idea that came uh, was culminated or took place the drama that took place in in Noahide Ark where he stood there by the Ark by the Sabbath and didn't didn't allow the wicked people to enter including Noah, his own family, and remember Nama that was washed, and his sister-in-law, wicked Nama, that was washed away. And even the, even the angel of death was, was, couldn't, see, couldn't see the ark. And here it is, you have Avkei guarding, guarding, guarding uh, the, the Sabbath, so to speak, from, from, the, from evil. And they said evil is also the angel of death. So the same, the same story here. 
So it fits. So far it fits very well. The concept positioning evil right there. What else? What else can we learn from this positioning? <coughs> so, uh, I just put here to remind you that this protrusion of uh, uh, the first part of VH, uh, YH, VH protruding into the, into the, into the Friday. This is a faint ray of light that came, and Elohim asked her to come to come and share the word with him. And she says, she came as a ray of light, she looked at, the, at, at our world, and she says to Elohim, so to speak, how can I share the word with you? I have no place where to, 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 to put my wing. Nobody here know me, not the crocodile, not the apes, not the lion, not the wolf, and certainly not the snake. Nobody knows uh, mercy. So Elohim has then told her, he said, "Let us make Adam in our in our uh, form, in our in image together." And that's how he made. Uh, that's why she stays. There is a room for her. The YH, the first part of the acronym, can can be in 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 the Sabbath, depending on on our being here, because she resides where, not in the crocodile, not in the earthquake and not in any other creature of Elohim in this world, but she resides only in our heart. If we reject her, she will fly away from us. We talk about it. She is so sensitive, she will fly away like a dove. That dove that Noah actually sent from the ark. So she will fly away from us uh, on a moment of rejection. So we need to beg her to, to stay with us to be here. Otherwise, because if she leaves, we fall, we fall, there is no mercy around us, and we will fall prey to Elohim house judgment, which is nature judgment, which is a uh, uh, very harsh judgment if, if, the, if the heavenly court fall apart, so to speak, and there is a chaos, the attributes fly each one to his own side. Well, there is nobody to defend us. So we beg her to be with us. We need to do our work, to, to do our work for our own favor. Otherwise the water will wash us away. So, and I, I put it here uh, that a, The the, uh, the 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 there is now a new introduction of the concept of evil. So what is evil? Evil. If you go back to the diagram, evil is what you have of K as she come. Hey, look at her. She's she's protruding here, and she look from her high place. She look at the world as a ray of light coming to our world. And what did she see? She sees very good or, or, or the evil. And that's why she doesn't like to, to be here. And the, only we can do, the evil is only the, in, in our heart. Uh, so what is evil now? Is this, this means that evil is, and listen to that, the word evil throughout the Bible, evil is always 
the perspective of the Yud Elohim will not judge us as evil. In, in the eyes of Elohim, we are either righteous or wicked. Depends on our balance of our deed. If we do, if we follow His laws, well, is we are righteous, tzaddik. Uh, if we not, we are rasha. We are rasha in the in, as the Rambam says in the judgment. So Elohim can judge us only according to the balance of our deeds. He doesn't look at our nature. He doesn't like us or dislike us. He just judges us according to our deeds, uh, if we follow the Seventh Commandment or not. The uh, Seventh Commandment is a big topic. There is a Bina, Chokhma, and Dat, you know, we talk about it. Detail and further detail. You can spend all your life studying those Seventh Commandments. But if you fulfill that, you, you find, you follow Elohim, uh, Elohim uh, judge you as righteous. As Abraham was a righteous because he walked with Elohim, but in the eyes of uh, in the, uh, uh, but the Elohim will not if you if you mess up he's not he's not consider you an evil, he will consider you as a wicked. Whereas from from Yudhevavke, uh, she the the word evil comes from her, and this is throughout. If you remember, if you remember that that rule. You will have never have a mistake, because throughout the entire entire Bible, uh, evil is always in the eyes of Yudhevavke. For instance, I put here some notes to think about. Evil is the opposite of what Yudhevavke wants. Evil is the opposite of mercy. So evil is cruelty. So what make what make uh, evil enrages you have okay? Um, uh, it means that uh, if a person is is cruel, it can arrange it can arrange uh, or sadden you have okay. So there is a different criteria. Evil <coughs> evil is always. Uh, uh, something uh, uh, that a person does bad in the, a cruel thing in the eyes of you have okay for instance I gave you some example here uh, uh, and I, I put it later on when I'm gonna write the page I'll maybe put the example that you can see where it's written for instance when a prophet uh, rebuked the king of Israel and, and he said the king of, a certain king of Israel Rain from and then it was it did the evil, it did the evil, but it always says evil in Hashem's eyes. Then you know that the verse doesn't mean that he would did evil in Hashem's eyes that he all that he uh, worship idols. That by itself is of course evil, but it's but but the word evil here means more than it. It means that he, he took advantage of the poor of the widow and the orphan who said that the prophet says that so the prophet come and tell and tell the the, the, the rich people the, the noble of Judea and, and Israel you know you did the evil thing in my eyes means you 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 didn't treat the widow right the orphan you took advantage you did the cruel thing they didn't they didn't rebuke him because he didn't take care of the lulav 
That's of course the evil thing, the best thing, but it's not considered evil in the eyes of Hashem. Uh, or in, in some song, I should put here, I'm going to put it here, I quote to you, from as David described evil, people running after him, it's always a treacherous people that wants to stab in a bag, that, uh, that laugh at him like he's a dog and so on. So that's kind of evilness. So evil is not uh, the person who, who abide by the laws, not, but it, is a, it does a, a cruel thing. Let's also go back to define evil a little deeper level. And I said, evil, evil is whatever will stop the world. Evil is evil very good. Well, very good, the opposite of very good, the hidden evil, is will stop if, 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 if we do, if we do not perform what Hashem, what you have want from us and we are become evil people if we don't build hospital, if we don't treat the poor and we are a cruel thing we just look at the bottom line and we can we can fire people with no consideration to, to, to the welfare we are very cruel if we such a society we will never climb on that ladder so evil Evil is anything that stops the climbing toward the Sabbath. That's one definition of evil. That's a good definition of evil. So somebody asks you, what is evil? You say, evil is anything that stops entering the Sabbath. And the people want to will not understand what you're talking. Of course, they will think you're crazy. But this is what the Bible says according to the Talmud. This is what evil is. Another, another definition of evil is evil you uh, unties or disconnect the connection between Elohim and Yudhev. Okay, you solve it. Being very good, real very good, they connect. Elohim is a path towards the Sabbath. If you are evil, you, you untie this, the, the, the oneness and chaos prevail. And now, a, a beautiful, a very important definition of evil. Look at this chart. You see, evil can hold the YH so much from climbing, from entering the Sabbath, so that it breaks. It split the name of Yud Hevavke into two. Evil can again. I'm repeating it. Evil that anything a bad, a very strong evil. The utmost, the, the most, the utmost description of evil that the, the Torah can imagine, the Talmud can imagine that anything will break the name of Yud Hevavke to two. Where the break occur? right there in the middle of the acronym because then YH remain on the Sabbath, on the sixth day uh, but the VH will never see that it breaks it who did, how do we know that is it of um, imagination or, or does the Torah say that well I, I'm going to put it for you when Israel came out from Egypt the nation of Amalek 
attacked uh, Israel and Moses stood on 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 the and the hill there with the hand upstairs up lifting up to heaven and when the and the hand went up Israel won when the hand went down Israel lost the war and of course the hand up and down uh, speak about uh, if they if Israel look at Hashem uh, they won if they if he put the hand down and they didn't look at, at Hashem. It means Israel don't don't pray, don't put look at Hashem. Amalek wins, and then Hashem after the, after after the war is over, Joshua actually fought the war, and Hashem says to to Israel, tell them that I will smother the name of Amalek uh, because he broke my name to two half. Yeah, Yud Hey, and that's the the first time ever that the Yud Hey appear. Amalek breaks breaks the name. It's the evil of people, evilness of man that can break. Actually, here is presented as enemy of the Jewish people. When the Jewish people represent uh, 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 Hashem, it's not like a national god. People think about Yud Hey Rabkeh as a national god of the Jews. It's not. Yud Hey Vav is the universe. It's a, it's a, it's a, all all people, all the nation, all Noachite uh, are under under should love Hashem. But uh, Israel is a special case of Noach Noachite uh, nations. Now, here uh, let's move on. And the question is, how did this evil come to our heart? We saw that it's there. It's on on the Friday at the end of just before the Sabbath. So how did it enter? So remember the consultation when it, when it, when Elohim did the consultation. He looked backward. He looked at the beginning. He looked at the days of the creation. Then he looked forward. He looked at the, at the, at the, at the, at the desires and he consulted them and he put it in our heart. At the same token, Elohim looked forward. And uh, because Elohim is above time, you know, Elohim doesn't need to look forward. We are we are limited by time, but Elohim could look at the future, see that very good, so to speak. And and when and the story is like this: when Elohim was planning on making Adam, evil came running to 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 the Elohim and says, "My king, uh, let me dwell." Let me uh, reside or dwell in uh, in Adam's heart. I have no other place to be in the world. You know, there is no place for me in your world. Only, only, only in Adam's house. Let me be there. In fact, he said the same thing that Yudhevav K said. You know, as a, I'm going to reside in Adam's heart. So Elohim agreed. And he looked at the evil and he said to him, let us make Adam in our form, in our image. So he looked now at the future, at, the, at evil, at that evil, and he, he made Adam. So he consulted it, this, the way a builder consulted master plan, he made Adam. How did he do it? He looked at everything that you have of K doesn't like, and he made us accordingly. He looked at nature calamities and made us. If there is earthquake, yeah, we can do earthquake too. If there is a disease, yeah, we can inflict disease. 
if uh, if uh, if creature torture each other, the snake bite and uh, lion prey and kill. Yeah, we can do the same. Very likely we do the same. You see how a cat, so to speak, torture a mice before he kill it, and he made us. So I put this this. Uh, a to, this uh, 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 fascination, this uh, torture and death, he put it, he put it in us. So he put it all this evil that uh, in, 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 uh, in nature, and he put it in our heart. There was only one difference. When those things are in nature, they are not evil. Because they do what the, what the king told them. They are not evil when we, but when they come to our eyes, to our heart, when we do, when we, when we bite like snakes, when we kill, we really torture, when do, when you do, when we perform unmerciful things, then we are evil. Why? Because we have the spectacle of a shame in our heart. The crocodile doesn't know what a shame is, so he can bite, he can, he can kill in a flick of an eye without thinking twice. We have the, the spectacle, the prism of Hashem in our eyes. So we see the world the way that you have our case of it when she came down. So we have the battle in us. We can either do evil, when we, when we act like that, when we torture the cat, when we are parasite, then we are evil. Although the paradise themselves are not evil, so you know uh, this is actually a good a good answer to the to professor the bio biology professor, because he said, how come there is no how come there is no morality in nature? Well, uh, if I was there in the, in the class, I would have told go to the professor and tell him go home and look at the mirror. You know why the parasites are there? Because somehow. Through the evolution, this ability to become a parasite and to do evil enter you, your heart. So, uh, as if the, the story of nature, whatever we see in nature, was is there because it will finally come to us. But when it comes to us, it becomes an evil thing. Why? Because only we have the other side. We know the other side. We know it. Other creatures don't know the other side. We know what evil means. By the way, the story of of of, uh, of uh, creation of of Adam of evil is not end. It's it's not the end of the story because then, uh, after Elohim made Adam, uh, uh, evil asked him, uh, "My king, you know, I I need to grow here." You blessed, you blessed Adam to, to proliferate, to grow. I also want to grow. I don't want to be small. I want to multiply and fill the Adam heart. So Elohim answered him, fine, go, go there. I give you the permission to make alliance with everything you find there in Adam heart. So hearing this, evil went out on his way. He was very happy. Why? Because henceforth, it could be he was free to enter Adam's heart and to make an alliance with any any other force which reside in in Adam in our heart. Evil can ally himself with uh, uh, Adam's uh, ego. Evil can surely become one of uh, 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 
ego, Eli Yosef without ego, it can align itself with our wisdom and science. So we can, we can use our wisdom and science to, to make Auschwitz to be beautiful factories of death, full of wisdom and science. So evil is connected uh, with, 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 evil, uh, with the science. Uh, or passion and desire, evil can connect to everything in our heart that we spoke so far. Evil can align itself, and with this, it will grow infinitely. And also there, the consultation made gave evil a much glamour in our eyes. It become a very sexual thing, and we will always be tempted to watch it on our screen, to to go to the movie to see it and of course even to worship it. You know, the Nazis really worshipped evil. And uh, they said that it's good to be evil. Uh, and evil is the last obstacle before we reach the Sabbath. And who says that? That the same psalm song that we look up in one of our classes, I'll put it for you back again, when in the synagogue we, we, we sing the song of David, when it's uh, the song for the Sabbath, the Levite song, sang before the Sabbath, it says that the evil, uh, when Hashem will, 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 uh, will cut all the evil and burn them like, like the fire of the like grass, uh, then the Sabbath will come. And indeed, when we say those words, this is a psalm, psalm song, when you say those words in the synagogue, officially the Sabbath enters. So, uh, when you, David, can stand at the door, and when he burn all the evil, now you understand what evil is. Evil is cruel. It's not the idol worshippers. It's those who commit the opposite of what mercy wants. Now, <coughs> in the future, uh, I wanted to, to I don't mean speak about Satan another time. Uh, in uh, next class, where you know now we identify in our mind where evil is, and now we're gonna see like where where does it play in the story in Genesis? Uh, where because each each of the story of Genesis identifies uh, the Torah actually help us to understand what evil is, and the next step we're gonna discuss uh, we should discuss the Eden tree of life, knowledge of good and evil. This is a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and here evil play a role. So we need to understand what 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 did what happened in Eden that we acquire that knowledge of evil. And Noah Ark we already discussed it. Hashem uh, stood by the door, and the, and the and the real story of evil is the overturn of Sodom and Gomorrah. Because the Torah defines Sodom and Gomorrah look like, not like uh, Hollywood movies with orgies, because that's not necessarily evil. You know, may there be idolatry, but not the evil. And the Torah says that Sodom and Gomorrah did the evil in Hashem's eyes. It's explicitly written to tell you evil is always in Hashem's eyes. And they did things that enrage Hashem. Not only said Hashem at the time of the flood, but enraging, and they became overturned Sodom and Gomorrah because they did the opposite of mercy, the opposite of Abraham, what Abraham wanted. So this is, a, uh, I think, nine o'clock now. Uh, 
any questions for me? I know that you have a lot of you know, things to to think about, to read, to digest. It's not so easy concept, but uh, it's here for you. Lay down, lay out, and read it. Think about it. Ask me question. Go ahead, ask please, Glenn and Michelle. Any question? Okay, any, anyone has, has any question? Don't be shy, ask. Okay, so I hope you, uh, it, it will give you some material to think about. And uh, sure, you need to, that's, uh, the Torah is to learn and to know and to, to understand the concept of the Torah and to, to understand what the Noahide movement stands all about. And here it is. The, that's the, the again and again we come to Noah Ark and we see how it symbolized everything we're talking, everything is culminated in, in the Noah Ark. Alright, thank you and uh, with the shame help we'll meet you next week. Uh, good night. <laughs>